0: Cambridge Muslim College, training the next generation of Muslim thinkers. Alhamdulillah, <laughs> thumma alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah al-ladhi anzala 'ala abdhhi al-kitaba wa lam <laughs> yaj'alahu awwajah. Qayma liyndzar ba'zan shadida milladun. Wiyubashra al-mu'minin al-ladhiyayamaloon al-sali'ahati an lahum ajran hasana. Ma kithina fihi abda. وينذر الذين قالوا اتخذ الله ولدا ما لهم به من علم ولا لآبائهم كبرت كلمة تخرج من أفواههم إن يقولون إلا كذبا فَلَعَلَّكَ بَاخِعٌ نفسك على آثارهم إن لم يؤمنوا بهذا الحديث أسفاء إله إلا الله وحده له الملك وله الحمد وإليه المصير وأشهد أن سيدنا محمدا عبده ورسوله أرسله الله تعالى بالحق بشيرا ونذيرا بين يدي الساعة من يطيع الله ورسوله فقد فاز ومن يعصيهما فقد ضل ضلالا بعيدا اللهم صل وسلم وبارك على سيدنا ومولانا وحبيبنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا أما بعد فيا أيها الإخوة المؤمنون as alaikum wa rahmatullah wa barakatuhu. Qala Allah tabarak wa ta'ala fi al-Qur'an al-Karim. A'udhu billahi min ash-shaytanir-rajim. Bismillahi Rahmani rahim Inna Idata shuhuri inda Allahi ithna-ashara shahra. Fi kitab Allahi yawma khalaqa s-samawati wal-arud. Minha arba'atun hurum. Thalika addinu qayyim. Fala tazlimu fihinna anfusakum. SadaqAllahu al-Azim. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Qur'an, the number of months according to Allah is 12, when he created the heavens and the earth, and of them four are sacred. That is the religion of uprightness, so do not wrong yourselves therein. One of the concerns of Allah's book is the rectification and the explication of the calendar and in this noble verse we're told or reminded that the calendar is not just a convenient way to divide our days months and years but is something sacred humanity has always recognized that just as there are sacred places there are sacred times Makkah is not Cambridge Medina is not Halifax Muharram is not Dhul Qa'ada, and Rabi' al Thani is not Rabi' al Awwal. We have this landscape, just as there is a spiritual topography of the world with highs and places that are not so high, so also there is a kind of topography of time, places with particular qualities. And here we remember the famous saying, Allah inna lillahi fi ayyami dahrikum, lenafahat. Allah Truly Allah has in the days of your time exhalations. So be open to them. This idea of the nafha, this idea that there is a particular sanctity, a spirituality in certain places, literally a divine exhalation, is something that is the human experience generally. We are osmotic creatures. We reflect that which is around us. When we are in a masjid, we are different from when we are in Tesco's. Human beings are influenced by their environment. We are not just minds detached from everything else. The mind is linked to the body, and the body reacts very intimately to that which is around us. This is part of the privilege of faith. The unbeliever sees the whole world as being flat, you might say it unbelievers who think that the world is flat. They're the real flat earthers because everything is equivalently secular. It's just matter. They're physicalists. But we believe that behind that matter, there are certain places of the manifestation of divine names, which even though everything is a manifestation of the divine names, are more perceived by us than other places. And this is universal human experience. Some places are special, but sometimes also are special. So we find now that we've entered into one of the special times of year, the month of Rajab, which is uh, a kind of intimation of Ramadan. Rajab has a special quality. Again, the good fortune of the believer that the months mean something. If you don't have these months, you just have January, February, March, April, and none of them mean anything at all. Originally they did. For a different ummah, January was named after the god of Janus, the gates, beginning of the new year. February was named after uh, the the god of uh, undertakings, March named after Mars, so the Romans liked to fight wars, and Julius Caesar killed on the Ides of Mars, which was thought to be an auspicious uh, event, a time for uh, an assassination attempt, and so on. that's ummatun qad khala to us that means nothing at all it's just january february march april it means nothing it's flat but when you move into a sacred calendar the world feels different there are peaks and there are lows there is an experience of time which is richer than the experience of time uh, known by the person who only looks at the surface of things so we find that muharram has a particular atmosphere which is not the atmosphere of ramadan and ramadan has an atmosphere which is not the atmosphere of shawal and the rajab has a batik and so on the believer is enriched by this and we need to be connected as much as we can to this calendar because it means something and other calendars also where they are persisted in also mean something the jewish calendar this weekend is passover they also have a rich sequence, cycles of events, recalling their past, the ups and downs, the travels of their history, God's providence. That also is enriching in the Semitic traditions. is one of the things the world lost when that was lost and the Christian churches decided to adopt the pagan Roman calendar. We're thinking about why they should have done that. Why not have a Christian calendar? But the trouble is, Once they have detached themselves from the natural movements of the solar system, they get into all kinds of difficulties of calculation. And perhaps here we can see why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is forbidding these practices that try to rectify perceived inconveniences in the movements of the, the, the sun, the moon, and the planets. It was Julius Caesar who got rid of the old Roman lunar calendar which gave people a real sense of fixity in something they could see, the phases of the moon, and said for imperial convenience, everybody's going to follow What became the Julian calendar, which was when they invented the leap year because it's kind of awkward, but the leap year isn't quite enough because there's 365 and a quarter and a little bit days in a lunar year. It's actually not a very good system, unlike the lunar system, Sometimes we argue about moon sightings, but it's still something fixed and more reliable. We don't have to bother with leap years. And the Julian calendar continues with these months that with Christianity made, meant nothing at all, but still they kept the names, which is again a strange thing, until in the 16th century or 17th century, Pope Gregory the 13th decided there was going to be the Gregorian calendar, and then Europe traded up to the Gregorian calendar, but still the Christians of the Eastern churches, they have their own calendars, so they are in a state of ichtilef, In Russia, Christmas is on the 6th of January and in 124 years' time, it will be on the 7th of January. It's untidy. Incidentally, there's one part of England that never traded up to this, or Scotland. The Shetland Island of Fowler never heard about the calendar reform. To this day, on the Island of Fowler, in case you ever find yourself there, a few people living there, Christmas is on the 6th of, of January. It's inconvenient. Now, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying things about our f- relatedness to the natural world. Ancient man perceived uh, certain elemental realities about himself and is deeply conformed, even in his physiology, to those things. The rising and the setting of the sun, the circadian rhythms. Ask any medic what effect that has on the human metabolism, melatonin and all of the rest. It's fundamental. The movements of the moon also seem to have an effect, although the academics argue about it, but there is a certain lunar cyclicity to the human metabolism, which is probably something deep, which is important. And with Islam, we see the new moon and something begins that probably operates on a very ancient and timeless, and natural way that we don't understand, that perhaps the scientists will never understand. But if we're torn away from that, and this is the symbolic, Sin of Western civilization torn away from that and just given January, February, March that aren't related to the obvious phases of the moon, we are missing something and losing something. And to put in an extra day every year or to put in an extra month so that you can have 12 months but an extra 10 day month uh, is something that the Quran condemns. Strong language. The intercalatory month, the extra month is an increase in unbelief كفروا, by which those who don't believe are led astray عامى عامى sometimes when we read these verses we think well why is there so much divine anger here sometimes it's the same when you see those those curses heaped upon those who take and give riba and then when you actually see the consequences of interest-based debt, you see the reason for the divine anger. But what is this anger about adding an extra month, just tampering with the calendar? What is that all about? Uh, The intercalatory month, an increase in unbelief by which those who don't believe are led astray, they allow it one year, the next year they don't, so that it can combine or it can correspond with that which God has forbidden, not 13 it's 12 Uh, so that they make forbidden something that Allah has permitted or they make permissible something that Allah has forbidden in other words the Quran is here telling us that we need to be rooted in some fundamental natural things that the moon is not kind of inconveniently timed, but there is a deep wisdom about following the forms of the moon just as there is a deep wisdom about getting up when it gets light and going to sleep when it gets dark. The metabolism is arranged to coincide with that. So these are signs. The solar system is made up of signs, and the proportion of the planets, the golden mean, if you look that up and see the proportion of the distances between the planets and the geometrical forms that fit within them, it, it's a wonder. And this is set up so that we can uh, derive our times and our calendar. As shamsu wa qamaru we know this great sequence in Surah Ar-Rahman. <clears throat> Those things are put together. The sun and the moon are for reckoning or are in uh, reckoned or calculated precise paths, ways, numbers. And the stars and the trees prostrate. Those two things go together. And as the calendar, the moon, the sun, is there so that we can divide up the paradox, the miracle of time? And then the the stars and the trees prostrate. In other words, everything is Everything submits to him. Well wada'aha Lil Anam. And all of these wonderful intimations of the divine presence in nature. To get the bond, to get the band. So, which is it of the blessings of your Lord that you're going to deny? That's the kind of punchline, that's the takeaway from this sequence of verses, which begins with this husban, uh, and the need for the mizan, for the balance. Human beings are to be in a state of balance with themselves, within themselves, with each other, with the natural world, which includes the cosmic world. This is all part of the serenity, which paganism could not deliver and which secularity certainly cannot deliver, but which religion offers in a way that has nothing to do with shamanism, paganism, all of those things that are supposedly now experiencing a revival, but is to do with the absolute uncompromising truth of monotheism, which is that part of your submission to God is to recognize that everything is in submission to God. Lahu <inaudible> and to be part of that cosmic symphony. And this is why the Muslim life is determined by the movements of the moon and by the movements of the sun, the five daily prayers. And this is something timeless and gives us a sense of fixity. Calendars come and go. The atomic clock might mean that we need an extra day in 300 years' time. Who knows? It's just human calculation. Ziyadatun fil kufr But the sun and the moon, they're in their fixed paths. Uh, No amount of human perverse re-engineering of the perfection of God's creation is going to affect the sun and the moon. That's beyond our power. So part of our submission to God is our submission to the division of time that is indicated by these celestial bodies which are themselves praising him and in a state of submission to him. This is part of the deep meaning of Islam. Don't fiddle with that. Don't say the sun should be a little bit faster and the moon should accept it. There is a deep wisdom in this. So this is the time of the year when we uh, experience the blessings of the month of Rajab. There are four holy months, and the Holy Prophet tells us that there are three that come together and one which is on its own. The three that go together, the three that go together, And also Rajab, which is not surrounded by sacred months. So sometimes we call it Rajab al Farud, Rajab, the unique, the solitary, the the lonely, or sometimes Rajab al-Assam. All the names have lots of names. All the months have lots of names in Arabic. It's part of the beauty of it. You don't hear adjectives given to October, for instance. There's no richness there. But in these months, so much of our memory and our recollections, and it actually means something. So in the month of Rajab, we know this is when Imam Ali is said to have been born. In India, you'll know, it's the Urs of Muinuddin Trishti, the Isra' wal Mi'raj, and so forth. There are high points in this month, which is itself a high point, and the believer responds to that and is renewed because it is through passing through moments of sacred time that we, our enthusiasm and our spirituality are re-energized. This is why we have these recurrent reminders this is why we pray five times a day rather than one big prayer on sunday we need constant recurrent reminders because we're forgetful so all of this is part of allah's mercy how much would we think about the isra and the mi'raj unless there was a time when we were invited to think about it How much would we think about uh, the Laylatul Qadr unless there was a particular time, or we're not quite given the time, and the month of Ramadan? This is all to help us to remember um, those great uh, moments in sacred history, and so on. People crave this, and even in the secular world, usually in some newspaper, there's something that says, on this day, Admiral Lord Nelson died, or something like that. And you think, well, great whatever the date was, okay, it doesn't really mean anything. It doesn't impact on ourselves. None of those things on this day actually affects us. It's just kind of a fun fact. But all of the events in sacred time affect us. We do things to commemorate those times which, because they represent divine interventions, are something that uh, impact upon us directly and immediately. Rajab is a time when, amongst its other blessings, and most of this is beneath the tip of the iceberg, anything to do with why a holy place is holy, why a holy time is holy, is to do with Allah's knowledge. What exactly is the quality of the holiness of the haram? Mm. Difficult to put into words, but we know it's there. There's things on the surface, but most of it is experienced just through a kind of tasting or personal experience, very subjective, emotional, affective, but real. So it is also in the times. What is the atmosphere of Rajab? What is it getting us into the zone of? Well, Dihlis Ramadan is the atrium of Ramadan pointing us towards the time when our lives will be turned upside down more than anything else does, and we start to reconfigure ourselves and concern ourselves a little bit less with dunya, because, hey, what's the point? The shops might as well be open, but we're going to walk past them. A lot of things are closed and the shayateen are locked up. Uh, A real reconfiguration and a divine gift lifts us up. As we all know, towards the end of the month, that takes us into a new space. Rajab is kind of reminding us that the fun months are coming to an end and now we're facing that time of uh, austerity. But uh, it has other qualities as well. Ibn Hajr al-Asqalani, one of the great scholars of Islam, has a book about it. We all know Ibn Hajr al-Asqalani, maybe the greatest hadith scholar ever after the the early great days. Asqalani is in Palestine, but he spent most of his time in Egypt teaching at the Dar al-Hadith al-Kamiliya, Khaniqa Baybars, the great mega-professor of the time the one who was so impressive when he was uh, still an adolescent but when he was staying in the city of mecca the guest of you know, bolkini one of his great teachers and uh, the house all of the houses in mecca used to have names it was such a sacred place that every stone and every alleyway and every corner had some connection some memory to do with the time of the seerah he was staying in the al-aina al- 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 which had a view onto the al-Aswad, As- uh, uh, What that must have been like. And he was such a great scholar. He, he led the Taraweeh in Mecca yeah. at the age of twelve. And when he returned to Egypt, married a great Hadith scholar. And his life is definitely an inspiration. And he produces the greatest ever commentary on Hadiths, Fath uh, al-Bari Sharh Sahih al-Bukhari, which we all have to know about the greatest commentary ever on a collection of hadith. this enormous thing gigantic and the whole islamic world was waiting with bated breath for the next volume just as nowadays we're waiting for the next episode of or something Ah, oh, is it on yet they were waiting for the latest volume of, 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 of ibn Hajar's um Feth al-bari and each volume would be sent by special courier to rulers around the muslim world and to scholars it was a big big deal in those days so the Fath al-bari al-Maram, the Shafi'i text, uh Adurar al fi Ayan al al-Thamina, the great history book about people of the age immediately before himself, an enormous ocean of productivity. But he also produces a little book on Rajab, uh, which he calls Tabiin al ajab Fi Mawarada Fi Fadli Rajab. It's about amazing things to do with the month of Rajab. And actually as a Hadith scholar he is concerned honestly to inspect some of the traditions which have grown up around this month and not to say that they're forbidden or that they're harmful but just to say this isn't actually warranted in the Qur'an or the Hadith. A lot of people believe in the Umrah of Rajab, a lot of people believe in special fasting in Rajab. He goes through all of the Hadith and he says by all means, do an omrah in this month. By all means, fast in this month, but to single out Rajab specifically for that, rather than just because it's a sacred month, it's not actually warranted. So, do your omrah then, fast then, but because it's a sacred month. And he comes up with all kinds of other amazing circumstances, and it's a reminder of how just a month would trigger such richness in, in the human soul. Nobody nowadays would write a book about the wonders of November, um, certainly not in Cambridge, uh, maybe May, but not November. Uh, it's just flat, it's secular, it's meaningless, it's just a word, but with these, this richness of our calendar, we really need to start getting back to this, not just because it gives us this topography of time, but also more profoundly because, and this is the... Uh, raison d'etre of our being here for these few days helps us to reconnect to um, that nowadays poor, neglected, unfortunate thing, uh, Mother Nature. She's a kind of victim of a lot of domestic violence now, I think. The last northern white rhino died last week or something. She's really uh, being maltreated by an ungrateful humanity. Uh, But the beauty of the Sira is that it takes us back to the beauty of membership of the world and to what we call the fitrah, This ra and the mi'raj which we're coming to remember, we know that almost at the culminating moment of that unimaginable vertical journey, he is offered the wine and the milk. And he chooses the milk and the angel tells him, Hudita lil fitrah." You've been guided to fitra, nature, the primordial disposition of human beings. There's all kinds of symbolism in that and people have written whole books about what that could mean. Milk or milk. And that what kids like? Milk. But uh, this is said to be because milk comes from the purity of the natural world without mediation. Whereas wine is from the natural world but it's been fermented there's been a process of corruption human beings think they know best and try and turn it into something better than what it naturally is and the consequences of that um, are of course any tour of the streets of Cambridge on a Saturday night will explain what it does to the nobility of human beings and how it drags us down so there's there's a wisdom and there's a lesson in this So at these times, we should try and reconnect with our calendar. It's a shame when all of this richness passes us by and we don't know what happened when, and we don't remember the reasons why those things happened then. Why should we abandon such a beautiful thing and just stick with January, February, March, April, always the same, always flat and meaningless? Let's try and get back to the operation of our months. Even though they haven't been official in the Islamic world, Egypt abandoned it in the 19th century. Ottomans abandoned the Islamic calendar in, I think it was during the First World War, and it's kind of just been replaced by this very strange, flat, pagan thing. So let's try and get back to that. But as we move through the month of Rajab, Inshallah, let's try and orient ourselves once again towards the ground of all of this richness, the source of all of these gifts, the one who, whose names alone constitute time and space and hope that we might perhaps be lifted up to a state where our hearts can perceive properly and can see not just configurations of matter and spinning atoms and interesting planets and eclipses, but can see the divine agency. and see not the effect, but the cause. <coughs> Looking at things the same way, but not in the same way. And through an awareness of the sanctity of space and an awareness of the sanctity of time we can start to see things more properly we can start to see beyond the meaningless surface of things and to start to see the geometry and the depth and the the ocean of beauty that lies beneath so may allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us a good rajab and help us to prepare our hearts and our minds uh, for uh, ramadan inshallah barakallahu feekum as-salamu rahmatullah. Alhamdulillah, he Alameen. While he'll mutter in a Allah illa illa law, Almelikul Hakul Mubin. Muhammad Rasulullah, Saadikul Wadil Amin. O Sikum onefsi betakwal law for inner Huheiruzad. While Iacum mocta thirtle o'mour, for Kulu mocta thirteen bidder, or Kulu bidder tin dolala, or Kulu finnar. واعلموا ان الله قد امركم بأمر عظيم امركم بالصلاة والسلام على اشرف الانبياء والمرسلين فقال جل ثنا ان الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا ايها الذين امنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على محمد وعلى ال محمد كما صليت على ابراهيم وعلى ال ابراهيم انك حميد مجيد and thank you to Muhammad and to the Lord of Muhammad as you are Ibrahima with Ibrahim and to the Lord of Ibrahim in the world You are the Holy Spirit Allahumma, inna nes'aluka ridaaka wa na'audu bika min sakhatika wal naar Ya ali ssirri minna la tatika sitra anna waafi na anna wa kullana hithukunna Ya dhal jalali wal ikram amitna ala deen islam Ya dhal jalali wal ikram amitna ala deen islam يا ذا الجلال والإكرام أمتنا على دين الإسلام ووفق اللهم وولاة أمور المسلمين إلى العمل بكتاب الله وصنة خاتم الأنبياء والمرسلين عباد الله رحمكم الله إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعيزكم لعلكم تذكرون اذكروا الله العظيم يذكركم ودعوه يستجب لكم ولا ذكر الله أكبر Cambridge Muslim College training the next generation of Muslim thinkers